Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We have a doozy of an interview for all of you listeners today, as I am joined once again by a returning champion here on our Cracked Interviews Podcast, a man you all know best as an All-American during his time at the University of Michigan. Of course, I'm referring to fifth-year Andrew Fenty, who joins me once again on today's show to discuss his receiving of the 2023 Herd Award. That award provides a $100,000 grant to a college athlete with pro aspirations. Of course, that's precisely what Andrew Fenty has, and that's why I wanted to ask him what receiving this award means to him, what it will help him accomplish as he begins to navigate his time on the pro tour. Of course, I also had to ask Andrew about his massive 2022 college fall, what he and the Wolverines hope to accomplish here in the 2023 spring as well. All of that covered and so much more. Again, it's always a pleasure for me to get the chance to chat with a guy who I've known for about five years now. And again, it's always a delight for me to speak with Andrew off mic, on mic, to obviously as such excited to share today's conversation with all of you Cracked Rackets fans. With all of that said, quick reminders, we've got a ton of college tennis action for all of you college tennis fans tuning in here today, including the top five thriller. Ohio State versus Michigan this Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern time on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. Simply put, folks, you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss any of the action we've got. We've got broadcasts on ESPN, ACC, SEC Network Plus every Thursday, Friday, Sunday, covering all the action happening in the ACC and SEC. Of course, we recap the college tennis world every Tuesday, Wednesday night on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel as well. So if you're a college tennis fan, rest assured, we've got you covered here. Here at Crack Rackets. Of course, we've also got Indian Wells coverage over on our mini break podcast feed. All that content available wherever you listen to your podcasts or on our website, crackrackets.com. But enough with the plugs. You didn't come here to hear those. You came here to hear from the All-American. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with the one and only Andrew Fenty. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket Show, a man you all know best as an All-American during his time at the University of Michigan, the first player in Michigan men's tennis history to hit the century mark in doubles wins, and now the recipient of the 2023 Universal Tennis Foundation Herd Award. Welcome back onto the show, Andrew Fenty. Andrew, first of all, happy belated birthday to you, my friend. Not the worst week to follow things up how are you doing today dude doing good just got on got it from a red eye but we're, we're doing good we're, we're feeling good high spirits for sure 
That's what I like to hear. And obviously, again, let's start with the big news. You are the recipient of the Herd Award this year. You and Peyton Stearns receiving a $100,000 grant, which, of course, will be able to help you as you begin your pro career after this season. You know, what does it mean to you to be honored with that award? Dude, it means the world, man. Like, I was on the stage with Mackie and then Daniel Collins, and I was like, dude, what is going on? Like, I'm at Indian Wells. Like, it, it was definitely surreal, but it was just, it was an honor, man. It was like, a, it was a privilege, and I just soaked it all in, but something I'll never, ever forget. Probably, like, life-changing, honestly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, to to just uh, expand on that even further, talk to me about what the weekend looked like. They flew you out to Indian Wells, right? Yeah, flew out to New Orleans, got there uh, Saturday. Saturday? Mm-hmm. I want to say Saturday. Saturday. And then uh, just like walked around, just hung out for a little bit. And then basically since Sunday morning was like on go. Everything was on go. I was just doing like media uh, interviews with UTR and then yeah, and then we were on the stage, which you guys saw is uh, some videos. I think there's some videos that are going to come out, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. No, no it was, again, a, a well-earned uh, award for you. And, again, I'm curious, what does that application process look like? You know, how do – because, obviously, again, $100,000 is no small sum. And, obviously, for uh, Universal Tennis and, uh, obviously, the Herd family to continue to contribute and try and – provide any sort of resources to college tennis players trying to make this transition to the pros is obviously such an admirable thing. So shout out to them at the start. But, you know, again, for you, what does this application process look like? What do you have to do to put yourself in a position to receive an award like this? Well, yeah, they had the, uh, I guess, well, they gave it to a graduating senior. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you're like a pro Mm -hmm. or like turning pro, but um yeah they basically they were like um it, a lot of, it's not really it wasn't actually that much uh tennis related also it was like humanitarian mm-hmm. and just like they did a lot of uh research into like as i am as a person like my like social media they were asking my coaches like people what do you know about them and they really uh like got to know me and yeah. Yeah. I won't lie. Yeah. I'm slightly offended. I wasn't on the references list. Like, talk to Gruskin. He knows me a little bit. Like, I didn't get the call, uh, which, again, personal dagger. But to that end, yeah. you know, talk to me because I know that's been an important thing for you. And as we're speaking right now, we'll put out some of this on video, hopefully a couple clips here or there. You're wearing a Soho Youth Club hat. And just, again, those – you talk about that humanitarian aspect. Talk to me about some of the things you have done throughout your career, you know, to, again – give back to the game give back to others in your community yeah well at first i mean here is at college park at gtcc we we uh, had to do a lot i remember we had to do um i think was it once a month we had to go to clinics in uh, washington dc and and teach uh younger kids i remember doing that and then um when we got to michigan and Steiny was like, like I didn't even, we didn't even talk about it. He was like on board with basically doing the same thing. And, and we did a lot of 
give back a lot of, he likes to uh, educate us off the court about basically like what's going on in the world. And he, and he just did such a great job with it. And now I just feel like I'm in a great place to, to influence the next generation also. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to that end, obviously, you want to do that not just with your actions off the court, but on it as well. Let's just talk straight up dollar figures, $100,000. What does that do for you as you begin your pro career again to have that grant, to have that sort of financial security? Yeah, for sure. Well, first, takes a lot of takes a lot of pressure off my family, but sure. um, it just allows me to invest, invest in myself, invest in coaching, travel, tournament, I don't know, like everything, everything, it's basically everything tennis related. So whatever I think can, can get me to the next level, I'm going to invest in and yeah. Mm -hmm. To that end, you know, I was reading, Colette Lewis wrote about your receiving of the award and how she did an interview with you and you talked about your time, even when you were going to Michigan, like you were excited to play college tennis and you were excited to be there, if not for one, maybe two years. And now five years later, obviously you're wrapping things up as a herd award recipient. Did you ever see a world where you were going to be here for all five years in Ann Arbor? And, you know, again, to, I guess just to put a final bow on that career, to be here year five, where is your head at where things stand for you as you begin to prepare for the pro career? How much more prepared are you actually now? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, that's a great question. Because <laughs> you come in, you come into school. I mean, I was a top junior. I didn't really know much about I didn't know much about college at all, honestly. I just knew it was like, I don't know. It was something good education, but I didn't know much about the level. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and then I didn't know what actually would happen inside of college, like what would happen. But obviously, my first two years were very, very good. And then COVID hit, mm-hmm. and then we had the COVID year, which was uh, for the Big Ten, was not great. Mm-hmm. And then last year was not a good year for me to to now. So I feel like I just I've just like been riding it, like riding the wave, and. I didn't really know what happened, but it's just, I feel like I, you, you, you think you go into school, you go into school, you think something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then like, obviously they just completely flipped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, well to that end, I'm curious from just a straight up tennis perspective, because, you know, again, I was there your freshman year when you beat JJ Wolf in Ann Arbor during Big Tens and obviously you had a really solid first season you know you have been a top 10 doubles player now I think with three different doubles partners throughout the course of your career with Gavin Nino and uh, Matthias Seymour you know the results have kind of been there from the start and yet I'm curious like obviously last year was a little bit of a blip and we can talk about that in a second but in what ways do you think you have just gotten better on the tennis court? Yeah, my whole game, I feel like my whole game is, has changed. And it changed a lot, definitely this year. I mean, I feel like I'm definitely more aggressive. I'm not just, like, running on the court. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, like I was. I'm not just being, like, Mr. Physical or whatever. But uh, I feel like I'm a little bit more, uh, I'm just a lot, I'm just smarter. Smarter in a way I can think through things. And maybe my first years, I was just, like, just, like, 
savage. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I was just going to be like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Like, now I'm, I feel like wins are, are not as crazy as, as they were. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I feel like like my whole literally game my forehand like my my serve is with my serve is like like so different now like technique but yeah yeah well it's so fascinating to hear you say that because you're right the the physicality has never been the issue for you and you know again i think the less kind way of saying it is there were times when you would just kind of be running and swinging and you're like you know i'm gonna get through this and you know it's so interesting you talk now about the the purpose i guess you have in every match you play and like Case in point, you know, again, I was at the indoors. I watched you play really good tennis against Arthur Ferry and, like, you know, again, really good tennis against Elliot Spaziri, even in losses there. And, and then, you know, obviously what you were able to do uh, in the quarterfinal round against Inyaki in Virginia, that was that was fun to watch. I, I won't lie. Um, I guess what does that purpose look like for you? Like you talk about, again, having more plan out there. I don't want you to give away the full game plan because I know you guys got a big match this weekend. But like, is it just like searching out patterns? Is it figuring out what you're comfortable with? Like, What does that actually look like out there? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was what I wasn't comfortable with uh, and then becoming comfortable with it. So just maybe accepting sometimes that like I'm going to make 30 balls here. There's nothing you can do about it. And and I'm going to get to every ball and, and that. And then there's also like, hey, I'm going to step up and hit this hit this ball. And I'm going to hit it. And then I'm going to come forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I feel like I'm – now I feel like I'm actually – even my losses, I can piece – like my losses are not as crazy as they were. They're not as like mm-hmm. – uh, like if I lose, it's – I'm still playing good tennis. Yeah. And it's not like – as, as as lopsided as I felt like it was. Well, just to interject there, because I think that's fascinating. Like, I think the fairy match, the Spaziri match, case in point to that. But, like, the ball to me, let's just get into the weeds here. You know, we can do this even if I'm not a character reference for you in your Hurt of War run. The forehand slice. Like, there are, you know, 2019 to 2022 especially, Andrew Fenty loved to hit that forehand slice. And I don't know a lot of people who love to see it. And I'm sure, like, again, it's part of your defensive skill set. Like, you're tracking balls down. That's what you like to do. But I feel like you kind of cut the shit this year, where it's just like you're not doing that as much. Am I on to something? A little bit. Okay. Um, I love that shot, bro. I, don't yeah, know, I know you do. I know it's you so do. It's so janky, dude. It's so janky <laughs> and crappy. I don't get it how I developed that. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's a DMV thing, dude. I don't even 100% know. A hundred percent. It screams I trained at the JTCC. Yeah, you saw that Sean Francis hit the under one? The, yeah. The point? It's like some weird – I don't even know. I've seen he, you hit that volley, the one across his yeah. body. Yeah, the little drop, backhand drop, whatever. Like, yeah. I know you can do that, but I feel like, again, should you be doing that all the time? I mean, I think I once had this conversation with Steiny on the show, and no, he's like, Alex, do you want to – yeah. Well, he's just like, Alex, do you want to coach the team? He's like, do you think I don't say these same things every day? And I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm just like – I'm curious if – because – and I see the smile on your face. Like, that's part of the fun of playing tennis. You want to do yeah. those things. You want to be yeah. creative. At the same time, it feels like you've cut them down a bit. Yeah. No, for sure. My, my – I just feel like – it's maybe a little bit more mature too. Like sure. I just feel like my 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 misses are, are a little bit more. 
calculated. Like you kind of see what I'm doing there. Like I'm not like missing a forehand slice, like inside out forehand slice or some crazy shot like that. So yeah. Yeah. Now the game looks good. And, you know, again, you mentioned this to me offhand. I'll ask it to you here on the show as well. You know, I watched your match in the City quali- City Open qualifying this past summer where, unfortunately, you were forced to pull out with injury. And, you know, again, for listeners that don't know, you put together a 17-1 and fall uh, in singles in college. And, you know, seeing you even now here on the Zoom, like, you have clearly slimmed down. You have clearly transformed your body. I'm curious what that process looked like over the course of the summer, you know, how big a focus that was for you. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't my whole focus, to be honest, like this, <laughs> okay. this summer. Um, I wanted to feel confident in myself again. Confident that if if I needed to go long, like I definitely could. And um yeah, I I did a lot of running man. A lot of <laughs> a lot of salads. Yeah. But uh it's it's helped it's paid off a ton. <laughs> it's yeah. paid off a ton. But, well, I'm curious because you said it there, is it more running? Is it more dieting or is it, does it have to be both? No, it's gotta be both. Okay. It's, you gotta be like, I yeah, I just felt like this summer I, I didn't stop training. Like I kind of just like kept going and, uh, not like tennis training, but like training, like I'm gonna do this, this and this today. And, and I literally did that like every day well it's interesting because you didn't play a ton of matches like you played just the city open and then you played the college fall but no pro events was that tactical yeah after the the college one i i was honestly i was like struggling a lot and i like couldn't couldn't get myself going so i took a long time off and then in the in the time off i kind of found like a maybe like a new love for the game again and I went to the went to a new place. Obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that when was had you ever stepped away from the game like that before? No. Mm-hmm. What was no, that like? like that. What'd you do? What like what were the things you're like? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna try this. <laughs> Dude, I actually worked. I really? Guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. That's a good answer. What were you doing? No. Did I work? So my uh, my uncle has a shoe store. Okay. In, in DC, a, a running a running shoe store. So I just worked there. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would run, yeah. and then just work there till like four. That's that's the life. And, like, yeah. Dude, a really and then and it taught me something new. Mm-hmm. And it taught me how to fight, how yeah. to fight again. No, absolutely. And, then, yeah. and you know, to that end, obviously, seventeen and one in the fall for you let's just talk about you personally again from the tennis court perspective you alluded to it earlier obviously you look at you know the 2022 season for you I think you went 10 and 8 overall in dual match play I mean again it's in retrospect now maybe it's easier to ask this question six months later did it piss you off like what wasn't clicking last year for you uh well, I feel like I, I, my, maybe my mind a lot. I wasn't probably where I should have been. And I, in a lot of aspects, I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do to feel confident on the court. And, you know, I was just kind of complaining a lot. I wasn't, I wasn't fighting like I 
I usually do not competing off the court like I usually do. And it and it hurt. Yeah, it hurt a ton. And it was a real like a, a real awakening mm-hmm. for sure. A real adjusting and seeing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That said, if you could relive one moment, clinching over PY or getting that herd announcement, which do you relive? Wait, PY? When you uh, PY Bailey, when you beat, when you beat, oh uh, yeah, 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 sorry, that's just yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Bailey match or the Herd Grant call? What do you take? Bailey, Bailey yeah. match, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is like again that moment to get back to the quarterfinals. Yeah, again, talk to me about the buzz right now around this program, and because obviously you saw it in the fall. Not just you, yeah. Gavin has a great fall. Pat's out on the pro tour doing his thing. You know, Styler's the only guy to make money in a down market. Ever Bickerstaff, obviously a great fall. Everyone's doing their thing. Um, <laughs> talk to me about the buzz right now. You know what's clicking so well? Yeah, we're feeling we're feeling confident, man. Like we've got a great. Great squad. Our practices are great too. Our practices are insane. Actually, they're really intense, really good, and we're able to get the best out of each other on a on a daily basis, maybe more than than other years. And we're just we're just all about the process right now. It's all about May. You know, it's not really we're not really dwelling too much like right now on on wins or losses. We're we need we need we need to learn. So you know, we we kind of welcome them. And we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. As you look at your group, it's funny because there's two ways I look at it. Obviously, you're an experienced group, right? You and Pat are in your fifth year. Andre, not only national indoor semifinals this year, but he was a part of that 2020 run as well. And, you know, again, guys like a Gavin Young, whose dad coached college tennis, he's been around it forever. Bickersteth and Nino are juniors now. Even Cooks, he's in his second year and yet, you know, again, that national indoor experience for you guys to get to a national semifinal, did it feel new for this group? You know, how valuable was that national indoors run to to get two wins at a national event like that and then play that third? I'm just curious what you guys learned through that experience. Yeah. That I don't want to say new, but that is an interesting question because it was kind of new, right? It was kind of new. I mean, the only people is me, Pat, Sty, mm-hmm. and uh, BD. And me. I was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the and five me. of us were there in 2020. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. And like otherwise, like it's pretty new. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so it did. It did. I mean, I felt like. Yeah, maybe it, sometimes it felt it felt new, like a new atmosphere, which is I think good, I guess for the younger guys to to see it. But yeah, it, it could have. Yeah, jeez, yeah. No, I mean, well, where I think, and I I, I said this to all you guys afterwards when we were chatting. I mean, again, I I know this team has national championship aspirations, and anything short of that's you know again not where you guys want to be. But I'm curious if, like, you felt like a front runner at all. Like, to me, that's the new part is to be in the semifinals and kind of, like, expect to be there. Like, no disrespect to any other team because I want to ask you about the depth we see um, across college tennis right now as well because I think it's crazy. But I'm curious, like, 
to some extent, again, with this group, you talk about keeping a focus on May and like enjoying the process or, you know, really locking in on that process. That feels a little new to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm happy you said that. That's exactly, that's kind of a, a big point is we, yeah, we've never felt like that. Like we're in the national semifinals and it's, and we're the higher seed. Maybe we're the, the seed that should, that should win, mm-hmm. which is really cool because it was obviously not like that for, for me and my whole uh, college tennis career. But it was it was definitely something new, and even in the out of out of conference matches, every match we played, I think we were the higher seed. I want to say, so it just still like, and we're we're still getting used to it. Going to Ohio this weekend, higher seed, like, like it's still obviously new, and it, it's just we're we're getting, we're definitely getting more used to it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's the toughest part is, again, like generating that belief. It's one thing to be in the national champ- championship conversation, and I feel like it's another thing to be yeah. like, no, 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 we can win a title. And like, yeah. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing in the world, so I'm sorry. But I said it on the podcast, so I'll say it to you again. My junior year, we lost in the round of 16 at club nationals to the Florida team that like eventually made the final. And it was like, we should have killed them. And then, like, we were watching the final. It was like, this team had no business being there. We would have smoked both these teams if we would have just woken up. And it's like the next year we did. And it's kind of like, I always think, like, you kind of need to go through a loss as a group like that before you have yeah. the shot at the win. And so, like, that's why I thought that national indoor experience was so interesting for you guys. Because it's like, okay, now you know what it's like to be on the the end of that. And yeah. now, but the good news is, is it's not May. So it's like, hey, but now you kind of get another shot at it. So it's like, yeah. now you know. Yeah, that's like spot on. Yeah. <laughs> it was like spot on on how you felt. <laughs> how you felt. Yeah. Anyways, um, personal interjection there. That's that's my commentary. People get mad at me on the podcast now because they're like, back in the day, you used to share things and like you used to offer your takes. Now you just want everyone to be happy with you. It's like, all right, you want my take on Michigan tennis? There it is. Um, case in point. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> uh, more broadly, as you look at this team again, what is, what is the focus? You've alluded to it, but you know, what are you hoping to accomplish between now and the start of May to prepare yourselves for an NCAA tournament? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we we definitely want some titles. Yeah, sure. We definitely want some titles for sure. But, I mean, we're going to be in some wars, man. Dude, the bit, dude I think this is the, our, the Big Ten is great. Mm-hmm. Big Ten is great right now. And so we're going to – we got some tough away matches, so we. I feel like it's good to be tested. You know, we need to be tested. We need to see new things. And so what great way to go to Ohio this uh, this Sunday. Yeah, no, that's the big one. Yeah, you mentioned it. Illinois is good. Northwestern's good. You know, obviously you already played them on the kickoff weekend. Really tight match there. There's depth throughout the conference as well. You know, I am curious. You, you've alluded to this earlier you saw TCU at the national indoors. You saw how good teams like Texas and Kentucky, and obviously you got to play Virginia who are still the defending NCAA champs. Didn't have Botzer at the national indoors. How good is college tennis this year? I mean, I feel like even compared to 2019, it's like the COVID years. This is just an explosion. College tennis is good. Yeah. College tennis is so, it's legit. Like, like, I mean, if we don't win it, I feel like it could go anyway. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's just like, 
like everyone can win it. Like I couldn't, like I could see everyone like, mm-hmm. could just teams are good, man. Like teams are good. Teams are so deep. Like Ohio's deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU, Kentucky, Texas. I'm gonna miss teams too. Can you imagine cool. though, like 2019 Beatty against Bickersteth at five? Like what Bickersteth would do to Beatty on that day, or like at the indoors Maloney. Yeah, Maloney versus Johnston. Like, can you imagine Pat versus Connor? Like, what that match would have looked like? Because that's what the match would have been. It's like, again, yeah. Gorsney at five. He's a junior Wimbledon champion. Like, yeah. you can point across the country. I, I yeah. guess, again, it's interesting to hear that you guys are aware of that. And yeah. I'm curious, when you see guys like Shelton run into the top 50, JJ run into the top 50, what does that tell you about college tennis? And you got Rinky, Rinky and Kova. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. <laughs> like I'm like playing. Like I'm like sometimes I'm playing like like an indoors. I'm playing and I'm like, dude, the level's so high right now. <laughs> like I feel like like I'm like losing, but I'm like I'm playing like good. Mm-hmm. Like Spiz is playing good. Like I'm like this is like great level. Like how mm-hmm. can I? And and it's just like. Like no one know. I feel like sometimes no one knows, or it's downplayed. But uh, I feel like so confident, and I feel so, so confident in me and in everyone else. Like even our team, like are, we literally can have like three people that can play one. Yeah. No, I remember. Like, I, like, I remember up. watching what Andre Andre versus Samir in the Stanford match, or even Andre versus Von der Schulenberg. That was maybe the better example in the quarters where it's like, Jeffrey is not playing bad. And like, yeah. oh my God, what Andre's doing. Yeah, you're just like, or there are days like that. I mean, again, you mentioned it, like what Ferry did uh, against you. I was like, yep, that's what top 200 tennis looks like. And there's a reason yeah. he's had future success. Toby Samuel is the top 500 guy in the world now at South Carolina. What he's capable of doing with his serve and forehand I mean, it is interesting because, you know, I'm sure you'll see a lot of those guys as you make the transition to the pros. Is your plan right now, I know, obviously, you're very focused on everything with Michigan. Have you allowed yourself to look at what the, uh, to think about what the first few months on the pro tour might look like? I feel like, yeah, I think I got a good, good, solid idea, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and maybe I'll stay in the U.S. for okay. a little bit. In the beginning, and then after that, we might go overseas before uh, the the hard the next hardcore swing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Will you? Do you know where you're going to train out of yet? Have you set all that up, or is that in the future? That's in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm not too, too too sure yet. Yeah, no, that's too fair. Sure I mean, I'm sure as you look short term. By the way, you talked about the practices. I looked at the rankings to have three top 20 guys right now. I mean, what? talk to me about the level of the practices you guys are playing. Because, again, good, good, I feel like it's good preparation, certainly. We've got good practice, but we, we, we have uh, – yeah, we've got me, Pat, and Stye. But also we got Nino coming back. Yeah, how's he doing? Dude, Nino's doing good. Yeah. we got Nino coming back. So, Nino's, we, so we've been playing with Nino, mm-hmm. and then Nino's been killing it. So our sets are, are like really, really strong and and yeah. I got back got back a little late today, so we'll, we'll see tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, I'm gonna ask two questions just because people get mad at me if I don't ask them before I let you go. Um, you mentioned Nino there. Obviously, we know what he can be in the singles lineup as well, but like 
quietly, Cooksey went 3-0 and at the indoors. You know, similarly, yeah. doubles pairings-wise, you guys played a little bit around at spring break. I know you and Gav have played really one at that one spot, but do you expect you guys to keep tinkering around with the lineup throughout the course of the year? And again, yeah. is there trust? Like, is that does that create any issues yeah. or not really? No, no, no. Well, I love that. Well, I love it. Well, yeah, I love it. I love that. I love being unpredictable like that. Mm-hmm. I think we all do, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think it's great, and I, yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I don't know who who we're gonna play in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, dude, yeah. dude, no one knows. Like, but I think that's how it should be because of, how, but once again, how good the level is. Mm-hmm. We literally could, we could play three different people, mm-hmm. and, and every match would be a war. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And, you know, you mentioned the match against Ohio or Ohio State, as fans will know them, at, uh, that match happening this Sunday in Columbus. First of all, you were there when it wasn't a home-and-home. Home. How great is the home-and-home home invention from Steiny and Ty? Like, that was genius. Yeah, that was good, fam. That, yeah. that for, for the years to come, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really good. To, yeah. yeah. Just I want to know what that phone call was like. Yeah. <laughs> probably fun i mean like i feel like it's an easy yes for both guys it's like let's yeah. do it okay let's definitely do it um but to that end you played them four times last year two and two overall you've played in columbus before talk to me about those in that environment what mm-hmm. this match means to this program and what we should expect on sunday yeah i mean this one circled for both teams for sure mm-hmm. uh this match is it's gonna be a dog fight. It's really gonna come down. I mean, this I feel like not a lot of teams have had success in this building. But if one team can and knows what they're getting into, it's definitely us. So I think we're we're definitely up to the challenge. I mean, we saw what it was like last year. And I think I think we got a good shot. But this that team is, is always ready, man. They're they always they make great adjustments. They're always fighting, so we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a really fun match. It's one we have circled on our calendar. One we're so fortunate to be able to be broadcasting on our Crack Records YouTube channel as well. Now, unfortunately, I will be in Phoenix, so I won't be on the broadcast. It's probably best for my health because just again, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be delightful. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of respect though between you guys and these Ohio oh, sure. State players because it's just like Cash. Trotter, Boulay, Cannon, like Tracy. Yeah. You guys know what it, it's like. Again, this is year five around the block for all of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I feel like what's, what's there not to respect? We go win, we trade win. So um, just a great, yeah. I feel like it's just a great opportunity for both, and, and, and we'll see. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's it's gonna be really fun. Obviously, it's one everyone's got circled on the calendar, and you know, something I think all of us take appreciation of is the fact of and what you've been able to do this year, and obviously to win that hurt award, uh, a testament to all you've done both on and off the court. And you know, again, I'm always appreciative that you're willing to tolerate our nonsense as well. So, Andrew Fenty, always appreciate getting the chance to chat with you. Wishing you and the team luck, uh, not just this weekend, but obviously throughout the remainder of this season. And hopefully we will chat again soon. Appreciate it, AG. Yeah, of course. Take care, my friend. Appreciate it. 
Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with University of Michigan All-American Andrew Fenty. A massive thank you to him for taking the time to chat with us, particularly during a week when they've got Ohio State on the schedule. And a reminder, we will have that match 2 p.m. Eastern time on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel this Sunday. We've got college broadcast Thursday, Friday, Sunday, not only on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel, but of course also on ESPN, ACC, SEC Network Plus. So if you're a college tennis fan, be sure to check out all of the action, deciding points, recapping all the Division One men's and women's college tennis world over on our Great Shot podcast feed as well. Those episodes drop as podcasts on Wednesday and Thursday. Of course, they drop on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel Tuesday, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, Indian Wells content over at the mini break. All of those shows available wherever you listen to your podcasts or on our website, CrackedRackets.com. A shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of this content possible. With all of that said, for the fantastic Andrew Fenty, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our, and all of us here, excuse me, at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.